The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everybody. Once again, welcome to another edition of ACB Communities Vespero Style. I'm Jeff Bazer. I'm the director for sales for the South Central portion of the United States. It's great to be here, and thank you for coming in to spend some time with us this afternoon. Um, as always, we have a uh, fairly fairly loose format here, I like to say, because I want to make sure that anybody who is here, if you have something to say, a question to ask, feel free to do so, and you can even do it before you forget. So as we're going through what we're going to chat about today, which in this case is going to be layered commands in uh, jaws and fusion um if you know if you want to add some commentary to that or have something maybe you don't understand or want to talk about an experience that where you've used layered commands and how they've helped you by all means we do want to hear about that so uh feel free to participate as much or as little as you'd like as long as it's relevant you know to what it is that we're chatting about so again, it's great to be here. Just a couple of housekeeping notes. We are uh, very excited at Vispero and Freedom Scientific this time of the year, of course, because we're getting ready to release the new versions of JAWS, ZoomText, and Fusion. In fact, we're in public beta right now. So if you have not done so yet, you can always uh, pop over to our website and download your software program of choice. And give it a test drive for version of 2023. So you can do that for pretty much the rest of October. We're slated for release. I think that last weekend of, of uh, October, last week of October. Sometimes that slides into November, just depending on what's been reported by you, the, the, the beta testers, as well as uh, things that we're working on behind the scenes and that kind of thing. So. But that is our goal, is to have this out by end of October, and usually we uh, we hit that and are, are not far, far off at all. The nice thing is, and what's happened ever since we've released JAWS, ZoomText, and, and Fusion together, is that we've managed to do so. And when we say together, that's pretty much what it's been. It's been uh, really on the same day or, you know, same couple of days. So uh, usually these come out together. And that's a beautiful thing because if you're a trainer, if you're a tester working in various environments with these, you you likely do not want to be a version behind on, say, ZoomText and put the new version of JAWS Fusion in it's because they're probably going to work fine. But depending on new features and, and that kind of thing and the environment that you're running them in, it's nice to have new versions of all of them at the same time. And that's been our goal from the very beginning. I think we did this in the first place in like 2018, if I have that right. And yep. we've, uh, we've done so ever since. 
Is that it, Larry? Yeah, it is. Oh, I remember because right. I think we had just started working for them when Eric or yeah. whoever decided to do that. And I thought it was a great idea. Well, it's it's been nice to be able to do it. We've gotten a lot of happy folks since that's happened. And, you know, we have people, you know, lots of folks working on, on the same uh, different software programs and that kind of thing. So it's it's our goal to get it out at the exact same time to make sure that each and everybody who uses more than one at a time has that uh, that luxury and uh, minimal um, issue for any kind of error with that. So having said that, we're excited about version 2023. One of the things that we've talked about here a little bit, and by the way, if you do want to learn a little bit more about this, there is an FS cast that uh, Glenn did a few weeks back where uh, Ryan Jones, our new software VP of product management, Eric Damery's replacement now, where Ryan was on and talking about version 2023 and the importance of beta testing, the importance of uh, whether that's for the public beta or if you're on the private beta team as well, just getting on and giving it a test drive and letting us know what you're experiencing. We value that feedback. And of course, so does everybody else who is a regular user of the software and, and maybe is not, you know, in the beta program or chooses not to, to take part. But we want to have all, all of the bugs worked out as much as we can and new features working the way they're supposed to. So. Um, anyway, Ryan took took some time on that uh, FS Cast episode to talk about what's new as well in version 2023. And one of the things that I'm pretty excited about is what's called smart smart glance. I always want to call it smart scan, and I don't know why, but it's the new smart glance feature. And basically, what that is is it's another added hotkey to be able to navigate websites. So in addition to all the other ones that we've had, you know, for years and years, what tends to happen sometimes is there can still be information on web pages that can be missed. And Smart Glance is another way to access some of that information. And Ryan showed a couple of, of great examples of exactly how it works. One of them was on an Amazon page and another one was on, I think, the National Hurricane Center page of which Ryan is an enthusiast for weather. And he showed how um, information on both of those pages was accessed immediately with the smart glance uh, hotkey, which is the Y keystroke. And basically what happens is this smart glance is looking for changes on web pages that you might not otherwise find with your headings command or buttons or, you know, drop down boxes, or if you hit N for non-linked text, things like that. One of the things this looks for immediately is a larger font for text. So that stand out on the page, but maybe do not have, you know, one of our uh, hotkey elements set up to be able to get to them immediately. So it's very interesting. And you should uh, take a listen to that podcast if you want to learn a little bit about what's coming in 2023 before we uh, get to the release here at the end of October. Uh, I'm getting a message here, guys, that my uh, internet connection is unstable. Can you guys hear me okay? Am I still coming through? Yes. Sometimes, yes, sometimes the web browser lies 
and Good. it's not well, true. I hope it's lying. But I, I don't hear any evidence of the problem very at all. Clear. Yeah. Okay. No latency coming from nope. my end. Good. Nope. Well, hopefully it stays that way. So anyway, uh, that's Ryan in um, 2023 and on FS Cast. Also, we uh, we had a meeting uh, just just a few hours ago, actually, talking about um, what our plans would be for ACB communities on the Vespero Hour here on Thursdays. And so we've got some really exciting stuff coming up here as well that I want you all to know about. Once the version 2023 is released, we want to get on right away and talk about some of the new features there. So Smart Glance was just one, but there's there's a few others as well that we'll certainly go into more detail with um, as this software is released. So we want to do that for sure. Another thing that we want to kind of go over and clarify and just to give you some more information about if you're not already familiar is the types of software licenses that we currently have. And when we talk about, you know, type uh, different types of licenses, you know, we have our home annual licenses, we have professional, we have uh, what's called the ILM way of authorization. So there's, there's some different options for sure for different situations. And uh, we're going to bring Douglas Gary on at, at some point and talk about those. And I think that'll be right away in November too, probably the second or third week in November to come in and go over those different types of licenses. And you can ask questions, of course, as well, and uh, get get those all answered. So that's what's coming up, at least from the software standpoint. It's an exciting time at Vispero. When a new release uh, comes about, we want to talk about new features. We want to talk about licensing so that you all understand. And also to make sure that you are staying current as well. So if it's time for you to think about upgrading with your software maintenance agreement, if you're covered, that's great. But if not, and you you want to do that, just give us a call. You can call us at 800-444-4443. You can chat with our customer service folks and find out if, in fact, you do need to upgrade with your software maintenance agreement or if it's more appropriate and you want to move into a home annual license. If you're a few versions behind, if that's happened, hopefully it has not. But but if so, that might be a way for you to get caught up quickly without having to uh, fork out you know a, a lot of money to be able to do that. So we can give you those options, chat with you about what might work best for you, and and those kind of things. So and and of course, as I mentioned a moment ago, in a future version here of ACB Communities for Vespero, we will go over those and kind of highlight the different options that you do have. So what are we here for today? We want to talk about layered commands in JAWS and Fusion. And these these are exciting because this is a way for you to be able to uh, keep open what, what you've got going on right now. So it could be an email, it could be a web page, could be a Word document. But the layered structure allows you to accomplish various tasks quickly, efficiently, and then be able to hit escape and get right back to where you were working prior. And that's the idea, is that these are these are ways for you to continue working and get done what you need to quickly via the layered command structure, but then get back to where you were before you started. This will make more sense, I think, as we go through. Now, we've spent quite a bit of time here on ACB Communities talking about the these layered keystrokes and how they work. 
And we've even gone into some more specifics about things that you can do from the layered area, like convenient OCR or picture smart or changing your volume, things like that. But there's a lot of information here, and we want to kind of go over some of this again to make sure that you all understand and, and really that uh, to understand, too, how to get help, how to learn more about uh, what, what these layered commands are for and how they can help you. And then maybe to try some of these out if you've forgotten. One of the things that I want to chat a little bit about today is research it. And that's one that's been around a very long time, but that some of us forget about because some of the abilities that research it started out with maybe don't work as well anymore because we tap into a lot of third-party operations in order to make those happen. But there's still uh, a few that do and that make it very, very cool to use. So with that, uh, let's move into this. Uh, Ron Miller was maybe going to join us today. Travis, I'm not sure if you see him on the um, down there in the chat or not, but if you do, you can promote him to come on up here as well. He may have gotten Take busy and have something else to do, but uh, if he's here, by all means, he can chime in. Uh, but Larry, what's his name? Uh, Ron, Ron Miller. Nope, Ron not, yet. Nope. not yet. Well, he's not here yet. Okay. Larry, you had an interesting example, though, of speech history by uh, getting there through the, the layered uh, keyboard commands. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a little bit sure. about that. Well, you know, sometimes third-party apps mess up stuff because they don't know that blind people necessarily are using and, and are dependent upon how the, the app is presented. And, and this has been a problem for about a year. A lot of us have been using... Uh, team viewer i'm i'm looking into remote uh incident manager uh because it's also a very good one but team viewer has been great for a lot of years but the problem has been that for jaws users and i think also nvda i believe in narrator uh, i can't remember now but i know for jaws users when you try and put in the username and password it will still read it to you but it doesn't read it character by character it reads it in a big clump now, that's very difficult, especially if you have to recite that password or try and put it in. There's no way to do that. And I used to use Notepad. I used to copy it to the clipboard, drop it in Notepad, and then I can read it character by character. And that still works. That's not a problem. But I learned uh, quite a while ago, and, and then later it was reinforced. I think Ryan and I were talking about it uh, about a month or two ago. And he uses this in speech history. So... And that's a layered command. That's that's the insert or JAWS key plus space, and then H, which puts you into speech history. And if you've if you've already tried to input the username and password, it's already in speech history because I think we have now speech history going back 500 incidents. Uh, anything that you pressed in the last 500 occurrences, it's in speech history. So if you go to the very top. You'll prop whatever, depending on what you put in first, you'll see either your username or the, the password, and you can arrow through it character by character and repeat it to the person who's trying to log in, whether it be a friend or maybe somebody from Microsoft or whomever. And it's, it's so much easier than trying to figure out how to get it working if you're working from within the TeamViewer app. And it will be until they fix that. It's only been maybe a year, year and a half. Don't know why it hasn't been fixed, but that's there are so many instances of uses of speech history that are just terrific. And it's, you just have to be a little creative to think about them all. And there's probably some that you haven't thought of. It's a terrific tool. Anything that JAWS, anything you put on your computer and JAWS picks up, 
based on the, the, the commands, it will drop it into speech history. So it's a terrific thing to get to know. Well, thank you for pointing that out, Larry, and for going through that, how you do that, because I think that's a great example, really, of not only of speech history and how important it is, but also of why that's set up the way it is, that you can access it through the, the layered keystrokes. So basically, Larry's talking about if he's in TeamViewer and needs to have access to this username and password quickly. So he really doesn't want to leave TeamViewer to do that and have to virtualize the window, go someplace else, find it, do all those kind of things. But he wants to get at the information quickly. And so no matter where he is, he could be in TeamViewer, he could be in Word, he could be on the Internet or in an email, wherever it's relevant for him to leave for just a moment to get access to what he needs, but then wanting to come back into the application he's working in quickly, that's what these layered keystrokes allow you to do. Think of it as putting a layer on top of what it is you're working on now, but then being able to remove that layer very quickly. That's one way to look at it. So thank you, Larry, for that. Uh, why don't we go in here? And I just want to provide you with some some uh, the help information for layered keystrokes so we can figure out exactly what it is that we're talking about and what you could have access to. Maybe if you've forgotten what some of these things are. And I need to share my screen, I guess, before I do that. I was almost getting ready to just launch right into this and you wouldn't have been able to hear JAWS. Let me check my checkbox for sharing sound. Oh, whoops. Okay. Can all of you, there you uh, go. hear my jaws? Okay. Yeah, let's hear your speed. Fast. Let's slow this down. I let's think slow so. this down yeah. a little bit. Lower, 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 lower. Tell, tell them how you did that. How did I do that? So that was uh, that is Control, Windows key, Alt, and then hitting my page down to be able to slow the speech down. That's the hot key to do it. Of course, you can press Alt, Control, and page up or page down as well, but that's only your temporary change. So as soon as I Alt tab away from where I'm at now, it's going to change back to the default that I had it on. But if I add the Windows key, Control-Alt and uh, Windows key, page down, and I can slow my speech down. And here we are in Zoom. Title we'll is meeting controls. We'll do a title there so you can hear that, that we're in Zoom at this point. So now if I hit the insert key with spacebar, the way that you're going to know that you've entered the layered area of JAWS in this case is you're going to hear an ascending little tone. Let's try this. Everybody hear that? Let's give that another try. Sounds like escape, we're playing pool that's or right. ping pong. We're knocking the eight yeah. ball around a little <laughs> bit. Let's try this again. Insert space bar. There we go. So now what's happening is JAWS is waiting for us to press another keystroke. And if we don't do anything, it's not going to tell us what any of those keystrokes are. So if you don't know, there is a way to figure it out by hitting question mark. So I'm going to do that now. And... Heading level two general commands. The following are commands generally available in this key layer. We're going to get uh, now an entire help message here to let us know what's available under the layered keystroke. The following start JAWS or Fusion equals F4. Command search feature equals J. Screen shade toggle on off for privacy equals print screen. Toggle speech between full speech and less speech mode equals S. While in less speech mode, toggle between speech on demand or full mute equals shift S. Show a list of recently received notifications equals N. Very good. So you might have heard of some of these things before and thought, well, you know, I've used the layered command to get there when I remember the keystroke, or maybe you've gotten to them in other ways. The idea here is, though, that 
we are putting all of these into this layered command structure because we think that this is something you may want to change or get to very quickly. And that's what happens. So you can just hit that insert space bar and the additional keystroke to get to where you want to go. So let's just give a couple of these a try here. So I'm going to hit escape and that message is going to go away. We'll bring that up again here in a little while to uh, see what else we've got available for help. But if I were now to hit my insert spacebar once again and then hit a J, what was J for? Command search. Let's hit J now. Search for JAWS commands dialog. Search for edit. Search for edit. All right. So now we've got our edit box, and this is where we can type in any um, anything we want to to figure out the keystroke for it within JAWS. So another way to get help. You might have done this before, but this is pretty handy. So if I were just to type in voice, for example, select a voice profile. Then I'm going to get all kinds of information on voices and what the keystrokes are to be able to make that happen. And I can hit my down arrow to move through these and figure out what the keystroke is. Edit, edit voice. Edit voice. And that kind of thing. So once I'm done, if I want to then move on to something else, I just hit escape. And I'm right back to Mute, currently unmuted. where I was before. So I'm in Zoom in, in this case. Title is meeting controls. So that's how quick it is to be able to make these things happen. Let's try another one. Insert spacebar. And I'm going to hit letter S. Speech on demand. Speech on demand. It's pretty good. So especially when we're in uh, meetings like this, sometimes if you don't have all your notifications turned off that you that you want to or you're not going to need speech, uh, you can hit an S for speech on demand. That's a quick way to be able to get a whole lot less speech than you normally would. And you just hit escape and you're right back here to Zoom once again. Title is meeting controls. And I just verified that with an insert T. If I need to go back and, and turn that on once again, back to full speech, I can just go back in here again, hit another S. So it's a toggle. Full speech. And I'm back to full speech once again. Now, when you go into these layered keystrokes, you can only do one at a time. And what it's going to do is it's automatically then going to jump you back to where you were. So I didn't hit escape now, or I didn't do anything except hit my S for uh, full speech once again. Title is meeting controls. And I hit an insert T for title, and I'm back on my meeting controls in Zoom. So what this layered area does is assumes you want to go in and make something change quickly and then you want to come back out and be right back where you were before. A couple of examples where I think this is really powerful, where I really like this, one of them is convenient OCR. And we spent some time here on ACB Community showing how convenient OCR works. We've used a Perl camera. We've done it with PDF files that we have highlighted. We've worked through Picture Smart. We've done a lot of things. So you can go back and review some of the other uh, ACB Communities episodes to hear about that or find some of our Vespero examples. If you just Google or check on YouTube, we're going to have examples for pretty much everything that I'm talking about. But basically, the reason I like that so much is because you can get these done quickly and then you can hit escape and be right back where you were before you started. So if you're in a in a, in a Word document, in an email, and you find something on your desk you need to scan quickly. Maybe you run a convenient OCR to do that with an insert space bar. Hit an O for OCR. Hit an A for acquire on your Perl camera if you uh, have that connected. And away you go. You scan. You've got your edit area there where you can copy and paste anything out of there you want to. Select whatever you want. But when you're done, you just hit escape, and you're right back where you were 
before you decided, man, I need to get into some convenient OCR quickly. Now, one of the nice things, too, is that depending on what it is you're doing under this layered command structure, there's a lot of things available here. Convenient OCR is just one. But let's let's look into this a little bit because we got the help kind of generically for what's available with the layered keys. But what if we want more specific help for convenient OCR, for example? So one of the things we can do if we want to drill down a little bit further there to do that is, again, I can press insert spacebar to get in here and then hit an O for OCR. OCR. And that's what JAWS does. It will announce OCR. And now if I want to hit a question mark at this point. The following commands are available in the OCR layer. Acquire an OCR a print document from a scanner or freedom scientific camera such as Perl. Using the letter A, OCR a scanned PDF document opened in Acrobat Reader using the letter D. From Windows Explorer, you can OCR any image file or PDF using the letter F. From Windows Explorer, you can OCR any image file or PDF directly to a Word document using the letter R. From the computer screen itself, you can OCR a control with C, window with W, or the entire screen with S. You can press Q to quit or cancel an OCR job. Job. Okay. A lot of information there under convenient OCR, different ways that we can OCR, the fact that we can quit when we want to with Q. So a lot of ways, a lot of power there within convenient OCR. And again, when we're done, hit escape. Mute, currently and here muted. we are back in Zoom once again. So basically, we're putting a layer of information over what we already have open, but we can get rid of it quickly with escape. So one of the one of the things, and by the way, Travis, if you're looking at the chat or anybody listening, if you have a question, a comment, maybe you want to talk about some of the ways you've used layered keystrokes, by all means, uh, feel free to let us know and we'll bring you up and you can do that. We do so, have one hand right now. Okay. Who's that? Deborah. Oh, is it DB? 3.26 p.m. Deborah, hey, Deborah. Oh. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. We hear you. Hey, Deborah. You, you can hear me. Okay. Good. Sometimes I press the mute a little too soon. You know, I uh, download a lot of audiobooks from the public library. And one of the things that happens when you get an audiobook is that you always get a JPEG that shows a picture of the book's cover. And that's where all the exciting information about what the book is about, the book jacket information is included in that JPEG. And I've learned to do the convenient OCR on it and also picture smart. And what I'll do is I'll use the layered command for convenient OCR to look at that JPEG. And then if that's not enough, I can use picture smart and ask for more information. And then I get OCR from a different source. And often that way I will be able to piece together what the book is about before I actually put it on my player. And I find it very useful and I'm back on mute. That's an excellent example, and thank you, Deborah. And I'm sure that the thing that Deborah loves about that is she can do all of that, and no matter where she is and what else she has open, she can figure out what that JPEG says and get all the information she wants out of that. But then when she hits escape, it's gone, and she's right back where she was when she uh, left off or you know, before she decided to scan that JPEG. And that's the idea here is to, to keep you as efficient as possible, but also give you a lot of power and capability with just a few keystrokes. One of the other things that we've added here uh, recently, I think in just the past couple of versions of JAWS, what was it, 20 or 21, the volume capability on the fly. So we can hit our insert spacebar, layered command once again, hit the letter V, 
for volume. volume. And we've got some options here. Let's go into our help with a question mark and hear about what we can do. The following commands are available in the volume layer. Adjust JAWS volume. J. Adjust system volume. S. Adjust sound balance. B. Cycle through the list of available sound cards. C. C. So a lot of information there and things you might have forgotten about or haven't had a chance to try. So volume, system volume or JAWS volume, that's important. So if you've got things going on in the background like music or a podcast or a Zoom meeting and you want to alter the volume of either JAWS or the system, you can do that. Balance to be able to actually separate your JAWS audio from other audio that you have going on. So if you've got stereo speakers or you've got stereo headphones that you're listening in on, you can definitely uh, get you know the audio from different sources in uh, in two channels. And the first place I think we think about uh, where that's convenient is in a call center environment. So maybe if you're listening to somebody on the phone, you have that in one ear, JAWS in the other. And it used to be that you had to have specialized headsets to be able to make that happen. It might cost you a couple hundred dollars or however those, however much those Plantronics headsets used to cost. I know they weren't cheap. Two fifty. Two fifty is last, that what it was? <laughs> last time I was at Marriott, it was two fifty. Yeah. Well, I was close. Yeah, you were. You in were the very close. Yep. Okay. So exactly. So this is a feature that people had been asking for for a long time, and we were able to make that happen and build that in. And we've gotten a lot of uh, very positive feedback from folks who really enjoy that. Uh, what else was in there? Sound cards as well. One of the places that uh, I, I really think of that being very important, just the other day I was doing a presentation and I plugged in my uh, HDMI cable to a monitor and this particular monitor was actually a whole uh, a whole system that they had in this meeting room with audio included as well so what hdmi likes to do is grab both the video and the audio from your computer and depending on ron miller oh, there's ron miller i think he just came in the depending on the um speaker setup in that room the audio going to the actual system in the meeting room might be good or it might not. And you might decide, you know, I need that audio back for my computer. And what you can do by looking at the various sound cards available is you can do that on the fly. You can bring that audio back from the HDMI sound system back onto just your computer locally. And all you have to do in order to do that. Let me go in here, and I'm just going to have this announced to you. We're actually not going to be able to do these options, but if I go to my layered command, again, insert spacebar, hit a V for volume. What is it? A C, I think it is. Sound there card. you go. So sound cards. So I hit a C for sound cards, and now you could use your arrow keys, up and down arrow, to be able to select the audio sources available on the computer. So if your audio has moved into the HDMI sound system and maybe you can't hear JAWS at all, this is a quick way to be able to hopefully bring it back to the speakers or headset on your own native machine. And I just hit escape and you heard that little descending tone, which means the layered area is gone. So now, Mr. Ron Miller, I'm not sure, Travis, have you been able to um, move Ron up to being a panelist here as well? He's already here. On you. Yeah, I think yeah, so. He he's already here. Yeah. Can yep. you guys hear me? Yep. There, hey, there he is. Ah, there I am. The other thing Mr. is, Miller, of course, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Jeff, I, I, I'm just gilding the lily since I know you're doing a good job, but my apologies for being late. I'm stuck in traffic. Um, 
I, I don't know if you had mentioned already, as you arrow through those sound card options, JAWS sends a, an announcement every single time so that when you hit the sound card or your internal sound card in, in your scenario, you'll hear JAWS speak so you know you've gotten to the right sound card or you've gotten to the one that you want. So Yeah, and I'll yeah. tell you, and, and that's a great, that's, that's excellent. Thank you for, for pointing that out. That's exactly right. So as you're moving through here trying to figure out where did my audio go? Because it didn't used to do that. It no. didn't used to do that. No, it didn't. That's exactly right. Larry and, and or Ron, uh, you guys have an example of, of when this would be very convenient for you? I do, or Larry, you can um, if you want. Oh, well, I beta test, and often, yes. or 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 the other issue is when Windows does a big update, uh, it defaults to another sound card almost always, uh, and so I'll do the layered command. Actually, I can also get to it with insert J, and uh, I can get it's internal, and in, you can get to it another way too. But either right. way, the results are the same. If you arrow through that list and you're not hearing speech because Jaws isn't Jaws isn't Centered towards a, some other sound no, card. so you don't hear anything until it gets to that card, and then it talks. So you don't know what are the sound cards you've passed. You don't know that. Uh, you can check later on once you've got your sound card established. But it's so great to be able to say, "Aha! There it is! There it is! There right. it is!" And the other, but if scenario, you can't, oh, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. I was gonna say another. If like you and I, Jeff, when we're traveling, I carry a speaker. You know, and I know you do too. One that'll kind of fill a, a conference room or so. Right, right. And uh, in your, you know, if you plug into the the overhead projector and it grabs your sound because it says, "Oh, I'm an HDMI device," and you've got nothing, or you've got this little tiny tinny sound from these little tiny speakers on the ceiling, then again, you know, insert space with C, and then you start to arrow, and when it gets to your speaker, all of a sudden you'll hear Jaws speaking. And you can press so that's escape. the one we talked about first, and that's that is absolutely right. Right. And I'll tell you, if you anybody listening, if you come into a situation like that, remember what we're talking about with these sound cards, because you'll be a very happy camper once you get your speech back. And in the meantime, oh yeah, you might have to plug in a braille display, maybe to figure out, okay, where am I? What's going on? And how am I going to get here? That's what and I the used second to do. thing. Well, you have yours with you, uh, but it's still. You it's, know, if I'm talking and it, it pulls you off task, because you yeah. like, hang on a minute, let me just read what's going. Ron's by. got his. You've got yours velcroed to your body, I think. <laughs> well, just I use it everywhere, but as everybody's heard me say, at the beach and in the shower, in the shower <laughs> and at the beach, right? Yeah. Well, it's good to have your plan B scenario with you That's at right. all times. Of course, some of us aren't quite as lucky, but uh, that. But uh, two things. Larry mentioned something that's very important as well, and that is that there are other ways to get to yes. these same features. What right. we've done with with um, the layered structure, for the most part, is brought in a shortcut key, a shortcut way for you to get there with less keystrokes for things that are very popular and important, things that, uh, you know, we like to, uh, we know that you may want to look at on any kind of regular basis, or even if it's not a regular basis, you want to get to them quickly and you don't want to leave where you're at currently. You want to be able That's to right. get back quickly. You've already discussed convenient OCR, right? We talked about convenient OCR. We talked yep. about uh, volume here with sound that cards. Lends, right. It lends itself. Convenient OCR lends itself to your example. I walk in with a piece of mail or I want to look at a file. File even more so. I hate to have to go into File Explorer, arrow down to the file, uh, hit the applications key or, you know, shift F10 and then arrow down to convenient OCR. Right. You know, much easier to do the layered keystroke, as you're saying. 
Absolutely right. Uh, anybody else uh, in the chat, Travis, that's got a question, comment, uh, anything you're seeing there? Not at this time. Okay. All right. Uh, for anybody who is, if you do want to uh, add to the conversation, just like Ron and I and Larry are doing, by all means, uh, feel free to do so. Send us a note in the chat, ask to be unmuted, and uh, you certainly can if you've got something you want to add. Meantime, Ron, let's talk about research it a little bit. This is a, a feature, kind of an undersold or under-talked about feature. It's been around forever. Yep. And it's changed a little bit because, you know, what what the idea with research it was when we started is, hey, we found a way to tap into some third party resources or what we call APIs to be able to get information very quickly. Well, some of those went away and we, we couldn't do as much as we were at once able to at, at one time. But some of them are still here. And one of the things that I like to do that I think is really cool is. There's a dictionary on board here where you can look up a word very quickly from wherever you're at. So let me just give you an example of, of actually how this works. So if I go into my layered keystrokes once again, insert spacebar, and hit an R for research it. Research it dialogue. Word or phrase edit combo home. So now I have a little dialogue box that came up here, and there's some different things that we can do. But importantly, you heard the word home. And why did it say home? Well, because that's the last word that it captured. So if you're in a Word document or you're on the web or in an email anywhere and you open this research dialog box, research it dialog box, and you've got the dictionary highlighted, there's a keystroke where you don't even have to go to the point of opening the dialog box. You can just press it. So instantly you could have an idea through the dictionary of what the word means that you're on. Find some synonyms for it, that, that kind of thing. And this is pretty cool. I think there's probably plenty of people who don't know about this. So I'm in research it here right now. And in the dialog box, you heard home. Let me just press tab because I'm going to give you an idea of what all is here. List view, Wiktionary primary. Wiktionary primary is what you heard. So there's a keystroke that we can press that's going to take you by default to the primary selection that you have. And in this case, it's Wiktionary. Now, there's other things that we can do here. So if I arrow down, I just want to give you an idea of what's here. Area code lookup. BBC top news stories. Most of these, I think, still work to a degree. So if you want to get BBC top news stories, if you want to do an area code lookup, you can just type this into the box where we were and you can get some results. Bookshare book search. Here's the one that I like. Bookshare book search. If you want to, you can type in a subject, an author, a title of a book that you're looking for here in Bookshare and press enter and find out if it's if Bookshare has it. And you don't even have to have an account if you just want to see if they have it. Now, if you want to go download it or find some more information, then, of course, you're going to have to log in to Bookshare and give it a try. But this is here. So if you've never messed with research it before, I would encourage you to give it a try because it's pretty powerful and, and really pretty cool. And if we have time here in a sec, maybe we can come back and do this. But let's go back up here for a sec. Area code, Wiktionary Primary. So here's Wiktionary Primary. That's what we've got going on here now. So I'm going to hit escape because we know that we've got this all set up in research it here. And let me go back to Zoom. Man, I got all kinds of stuff open here that I really don't need to have open. 
Milan Reed Analyst for Inbox J. Jaws 2022 SF7. General Software and Zoom. Boy, this is what happens when. Meeting controls. Launch meeting okay. Zoom. Vendor hey, Jeff. So here we are on. Go ahead, Ron. I say while you're, while you're getting over to it, I didn't mean I was a little slow on the draw. I apologize. I'm here. But insert Windows R. Right. Insert Windows insert and Windows R like R. research it. If you've got the dictionary set as the primary thing for that keystroke, it'll take you right to the dictionary and it'll it'll actually look up the word that your cursor is sitting on. So let's try that. That's exactly what I wanted to show you. So for example, here Oops, we are sorry. on this web page. Vendor exhibitor, vendor exhibitor, exhibitor information. information. So let's go to slash exhibitor. exhibitor. The word exhibitor. So Ron, just as you said, insert Windows key R. Exhibitor etymology, exhibitor noun, exhibitor plural, exhibitors list of two items, one. Someone who exhibits something. The exhibitors at the aviation conference included the inventor of a new kind of light aircraft. aircraft. And all we had to do is just have focus on the word that we wanted to go find in the wiktionary or dictionary Vendor. because that's what we've got it set up for in Research It. So Ron's exactly right. To me, this is one of the most powerful features that JAWS really has under the hood that you might have totally forgotten about or never used but how about for somebody who's you know in school and learning vocabulary like words <laughs> like you like me i use <laughs> this all the time we're always expanding our vocabulary at least i i sure hope so so this this page that i'm on here is i was registering earlier getting some information on a aer conference in arkansas coming up here in a little while so this is just a regular web page let me hit my h for heading arkansas air heading level arkansas. one link. Air, there Arkansas. we go. Arkansas is highlighted. What's Arkansas mean? Windows key insert R. Arkansas definition not found for Arkansas. Press escape uh, the oh, results come on. Defini definition. <laughs> what? Arkansas. Def press, press escape. Press escape. Oh, well. <laughs> That's funny. W Wikipedia would find it for you. <laughs> yeah, it would. That's true. So in most cases, this is going to be exactly what you're going to need. And it, it didn't fail us on Exhibitor. And I'm That's not right. sure why it doesn't like Arkansas, but uh, but this is great, and I I would certainly encourage you to to give this a try and and to see what you think. And you the other cool thing hand. about that, the other thing about that is if you press Escape, it puts you right back where you were working. Yep. Anytime you're doing anything with with the layered commands at all, which research it is one of them. You hit the Escape key, and you never even knew you were there right. in the first place. Travis, go ahead. We got a hand. Yes, Nolan. Hey, Nolan. How you doing? What can we well, help we you go. with? I'm there well, thanks. Is. Real quick, two things, super quick. I Number one, I have never used research it. I'll be the first to confess. I apologize for that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I just kind of thought it was antiquated and that I could get this the data just as quick other ways. And I apologize. I'm going to. Oh, this is fast. No learn. It's so, fast. Yeah, it's great. And I the one thing I wanted to comment on for those who are like me have never used it before. You will be asked to install something. And uh, you didn't mention that here, but that's, I said, yes, go ahead and install it. And it, it did. So after that, it seems to be uh, ready to rock and roll in a hurry. That's a good other, point. It didn't used to do that, but it does now. You're totally right. Yeah. I didn't, I was unaware of that. I didn't, yeah. It will I didn't ask you. And you I should have Me neither. That. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It wants to know if you I'll want to darn. install something and you just say yes. And, and, uh, and it just drops fine. it right in there for <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, yeah. you're, you're right. A, you're right. Yep. Cause when we beta yeah, we, tested it again, it. that's right. When you beta test it again, up, we did. Cause, cause I had it before. And when I went to look at it about a month or two ago, there it was. And there was, and why is it asking me these questions? So you're absolutely right. Fortunately, it's one and done. And it looks like you're, you know, 
The That's other right. comment I wanted to make, you're not there yet, and I know, I know you'll get there, so I apologize if I'm not uh, uh, keeping you on track here. I have some real difficulties with arthritis, and the insert key, I'm oh, sorry, the uh, layered key, insert space, then T for tables, enables me not to have to constantly hold down that alt and control and create a lot of pain in my hands. Yes. And that's a wonderful experience to be able to just use those arrow keys, not worry about alt and control constantly under pressure. Uh, it's it, that's a, a huge, really a great blessing. And I know that's off track a little bit. You probably were going to get to tables in a minute, but it's that's awesome. a, that's something to keep in mind. So I appreciate the, the opportunity to be here. That's exactly why we, we have folks come up, Nolan. That's, that's a, this is a perfect time to, to bring that up. And we really appreciate that. And, you know, I think, uh, Nolan speaks from exactly the point, you know, everybody uses this software maybe in a, a little bit of a different way. But what he's saying is that you can turn off the alt control, the fact that you have to do that in a table by being in a table first and then, uh, you know, doing this through the layered, the layered keystrokes. So then you can move through the table just like you would if you were pressing alt and control, but you don't have to. And uh, that this is the idea with the layered keystrokes, saving you some time, being able to get to things quickly, and then, uh, you know, picking up right where you left off or right where you were before. So that's I right. think that's an excellent example. Oh yeah, and it helps you if you visualize tables. You remember, it's it's just a it's you know blocks up up down left right. It's stacks of of squares. So if you press insert space and then T, so you're in table layer. It's nice because you can just use the four arrow keys, you know, up down left right. And I know for me, as I'm visualizing my navigation around the table, all of a sudden, as I'm picturing the table in my mind's eye, I I press the corresponding arrow key to move to the cell that I want. It just makes it. It makes it really intuitive. No. no. Back and meeting with Absolutely. That's very good. Any anybody else at this point, Travis? Anybody else who uh has has their hand raised? Not at this time. Okay. Um and Ron, what about for yourself? Any other uh, thing you can think of offhand? I'm going to go back into the layered keystrokes and just hit help and make sure that uh, we can hear a little bit more about what there is. But have you got other things that you do regularly where you're using the layered commands? The layered commands. Um, we do have a hand I, now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and I'll come back. Right. Desi, you may talk. Hi there, everybody. Um. My question doesn't have, well, not so much to do with layered commands, but kind of it does because uh -oh. um, I called, I called in for some tech support the other day on a completely unrelated issue, and um, while we were taking care of that, the nice gentleman that helped me um, was going through my Braille settings, and because he seemed like he really knew what he was talking about, he said, "Oh, let me change this for you, let me fix this, and let me do that," and. And I was all good with that because, you know, I thought, boy, this will be great. Um, ever since that happened, when I boot up my computer, first of all, I have a Mantis Q40. And when I boot up my computer, um, I've always had to turn the Mantis on first and then turn my computer on and then um, choose, you know, terminal and, and go in through that way because I've never known any other way to do it if there is one. But now... It takes quite a while for the Braille display to stop saying Braille display and pop into the uh, time signature that's on the home okay. screen. So, so it got me thinking, 
are there is there somewhere a list of um settings that tells you what they do for the braille um the braille commands so that i could go back in and maybe switch so back the, some of the, these things yep the answer to, first of all it's it is not a layered command related question but we'll still answer it because we just roll that way so well really, it's very important to it uh, is to make for sure her to get make you back work. on track that's yep. right yeah. so here we go in and, and if you need to go deeper than this you can send me an email rmiller at vispero.com and we can dig into this i'd be happy to call you don't everybody send me an email i can't call everybody or wouldn't get my day job done (laughs) (laughs) but in do you know how to get to setting center yes okay right so insert numbers row six and then control shift d like delta you want to invoke the uh, the default which is the global uh settings configuration Mm -hmm. press tab once go into the tree view press uh, you don't have to do that. Press tab once to go into the tree view. Press end. I was also going to tell you B for Braille. But the mm-hmm. very last thing at the root of the tree, of the tree view there, is um, recently changed settings, I believe is what it is called. If you press right arrow and open up that branch, you will see a list of every single change that's been made. I think, what is it, Jeff, back to the last 50 or 25 changes There's or There's a lot of them in there. That's exactly and right. And you'll see what's changed. It'll tell you the state that they're in. So that you can uncheck what is checked or change what is changed, you know, and, mm-hmm. and revert to it. So you will see a list of the Braille settings changes that were made. Just undo them. I would say take them a step at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't you don't want to throw you know, ball bearings into the engine because you need a ball bearing, right? <laughs> right. Well, the reason that also this came up is because um, I'm not at home right now. I'm I'm actually visiting a friend in South Florida, so I'll be back home next week. And if I have mm-hmm. more trouble with this, I will write to you, Ron, and I appreciate okay. that so much. But sure. why this came up was because the other day when I booted up my computer before I left, I um. I did insert space and I went to do B for, you know, for the balance thing. Uh-huh. And oh, for your volume. Yeah. yeah. Right. And insert space me, VB actually. Yeah. But, um, but when I, well, I think I tried several things, but I don't remember which one did what, but all of a sudden I was in the Braille viewer and I thought, okay. right. how did I get in there? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's insert V like volume. Insert mm-hmm. space, V volume, and then B mm-hmm. for balance. For balance, right. Yeah, but you want to do V first. Because if you what? don't, you'll end up exactly where you, in the where you said. Oh, you'll okay. be in the Braille gotcha. view. Gotcha. So I just got it out of order. Yeah, anyway, but that was, so that sort of was the root question, you sure. know, so. So it actually came back around to there. There you go. See, ah, nice. look at that. Good job there. De- That's but right. One thing, one thing I think to, to kind of underscore, though, is uh, exactly what happened to you. That's why we have the ability there to go in and look at the uh, settings that were recently changed right. so that you right. can go in there. And if you need to undo any of those or change them back, once they've been changed, you can do that quickly and be able to identify those right. quickly. Right. So definitely Absolutely. go in there and give that a try and see how that works. Okay? Yeah, I definitely will. But what about the the thing about is there is there a um, a list or um, optimal default settings for your Braille display kind of thing? I mean, because no. I've gone in there and looked and I, you know some of those things I don't even know what they do. You know, right? There's not an optimal <laughs> setting because and the reason there are so many changes is people use their displays. In different ways, you know, some people want to see it in computer Braille. Some people want UEB output. Some people want another language 
braille yeah, table. That's right. So there's a there's we a can't ton necessarily of, determine exactly yeah, how you want your braille sure. display set up. But one yeah. thing, yeah. one thing, Desi, that you could do if you want to try this is if you go into what's called our startup wizard yeah. under mm-hmm. help, mm-hmm. you go into the startup wizard. One of the I think there's two pages there that are yes. the most commonly used braille settings, and you can so kind of fiddle with those. Oh, okay. You can go in there, take a look at those, figure out if those are all set up to your liking. And then if you need to go deeper, you go back into where Ron was telling you to the settings center and go to Braille mm-hmm. and then you can look at everything. And there's a ton of stuff. <laughs> one place oh, to start might be in the startup wizard. Okay. Yeah. And Thanks you can so do, much. You guys are awesome. Do Jaws menu help and then up arrow to startup wizard. Okay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thank you. No, that's a great Thanks, question. Desi. And I think that, you know, just to kind of review a little bit about where, where Desi's going with this and Ron as well is that, you know, we talk about layered commands and how to get to Braille Viewer, you know, things like that. You can do it quickly. We've got shortcut keys through the, the layered keystrokes. You may not know those or remember those. So you can get help, of course, within the layered keystrokes to figure out where you're going and what you want. Or, of course, you can always go through the menus and, and get there, you know, quote unquote, the longer way. But uh, definitely these layered keystrokes are here so that you don't have to move away from what it is you're currently working on to be able to accomplish a lot of quick, short tasks. And that's what I think uh, is great about, about this, these layered keystrokes. Anybody else try help site? Okay. All right now. Not right now. Yeah, I will. We got about seven minutes here. And yeah. let's just move in here. And so I take that, you that can... back. Okay. Somebody's here. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> Elizabeth time. just raised her hand. So ah. I'm giving her permission hi there hi there um quick question this is a general uh question about how to access the mp the mp3 files if i did not want to go in through fs cast so there used to be a way to go into help and then it would list chapters and it would it would it would have the whole manual with little broken down in little MP3 files. Is that still in existence? It's available in Daisy format. Yeah. It is available there in Daisy. You can go to Jaws Help and go to Training, and it is so. Broken Jaws up. Help is is Insert J. Uh, insert J to get to the Jaws menu, and then uh, you can hit Alt H, unless you're running it in the system tray. Then you would just hit H. Go over to the Help. Uh, choice okay. in the menu okay and go down to training and when you do that the jaws basic training is there and that is broken up by uh, different subject matter right, and there's right. audio and there's text to go along with that um how do i get both at once you can you you absolutely can there's exa- there's instructions there on what to do but basically you're using fs reader which allows you to play the audio and have the text at the same time. So you can hit control P for play pause and you can listen right along to Dan Clark as he's going through all of it. Or if you want to just read it with jaws, you can do it that way too. Okay. All right. So how do I, how do I, how do I get to the audio though? From there, when you get into FS reader, it's going to be there by default. No, when I get into FS reader, what do I hit to get to it? Because when I get into Ah, in FS Reader. Play pause. Control P. It's a toggle. So control P will play, control P will pause. But what will, will that show me in FS Reader 
um, when I hit control P, will it show me my, my, uh, my possibilities for going to the various chapters? There's a table of contents there as well. So you pick your, you pick what you want, you press enter, the book opens, and that's when you'll have the ability to play or pause the audio or listen to the text. There may be yes, something wrong with my FS reader because when I go into FS reader, there must be something I have to press because it comes up as blank. Well, you let us know if you, if you want us to talk you through that. And so you can yeah. actually try it. Yeah, We're happy to do have, it. I may have to call somebody and find out because I'm not sure my FS reader is functioning correctly. Um, and I understand the basic premise. I'm a window eyes user who's like a lousy jaws user because I never learned how to do it, you know, in, in order. So I but do you need have some background. Training. You gotta, I do. We got to get you in there and I have do. you spend some no, time I, in there. I do Elizabeth. very much, but it's not like being a, a absolute beginner. But I do need I do need some training. But I was trying to send somebody to the audio, so now they know how to get to the audio because I. Well, I'll tell you what. You send myself or Ron Miller an email. I'm jbazer at vespero dot com. Spell Bazer, please. B a z e r. So it's j b a z e r. Yeah. At, at vespero dot com. See, yep. I finally learned to spell Vespero. Okay. And if I run into trouble, I will let you know. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Sure. You're welcome. Anybody else at this point, Travis? We're starting to get quick on time nope, here. We got about two minutes. Okay, two let's minutes do it. So, so again, guys, learning more about the layered keystrokes is as easy as hitting your insert key with the space bar, hitting that now. And if I press a question mark at this point, this is our lengthy help message that's going to let us know all that's available from here. And I pressed a question mark now. Heading level two general commands. The following are commands generally available in this key layer. Restart JAWS or Fusion equals F4. F4. So we heard these at the beginning. Number of them that are command here. Let's one. move down here just a little bit. Editors, email, and word processors. Heading level two. The following commands are available in editable documents. Text analyzer on off equals A. Blank. Heading level two messaging applications. Repeat last background notification from Skype equals Shift R. Blank. Heading level two secondary layers. The following keys activate a secondary layer. All right. And this is where we start talking about OCR layers, the volume layer, table navigation layer, things like that. So give this a look when you come on in here. It's divided up by heading. You're going to get generic information first, but then you can come through and more specific as you move your way down. And in addition to that, if you just want information on OCR, or just one information on volume. If you know the keystroke to get into the layered command area for OCR, for example, that would be insert spacebar with a letter O. You can hit a question mark at that point and just get OCR keystrokes that you need. For volume, it would be insert spacebar, the letter V for volume, then hit a question mark and you'll get just volume related keystrokes like what we talked about earlier with the sound card, with the system volume, the JAWS volume things like that. So that is a quick summary of how layered keystrokes work. If you need more information or want some further specifics, just like we were just talking about with Elizabeth, my email address is jbazer, J-B-A-Z-E-R at vispero.com. And Ron, Ron's would be R Miller, R-M-I-L-L-E-R at vispero.com. And you can also send an email to training at thesparrow.com. So if you forget ours specifically, you send an email to training at thesparrow.com with a question on anything we've talked about here on ACB Communities. They will be happy to get back to you and let you know.
So thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again next Thursday. That's and this right. is Jeff Bazer at Vespero and Ron Miller too. Thanks, Ron. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everybody.